it's almost like you may need to go in there just knowing that this person is going to, you know, and basically take your emotions out of the equation mm -hmm. and like mission first, I need to go get it in there or you need to match that when she's blunt and direct. You're like, okay. And she tries to bully you. Okay. And you could even practice this with someone else. Oh. Yeah, practice with somebody else. Practice it with somebody else. Like, hey, ask for the meeting and have that person be really blunt and direct back at you. I don't have time for this. I am Jason Drees. Welcome to the Do the Impossible podcast. Don't forget to join me every Monday at 10 a.m. Central for my 20-minute mindset alignment call. Go to mondaymindsetreset.com to get the details. Today, it's going to be a great session for you. I've got Joe with me. Joe is another fellow member of GoBundance, husband, dad, married for 15 years now. And get this, he's been to 35, 40 countries and currently in Charleston, South Carolina, was in management consulting, now is on a different venture journey of acquiring businesses and expanding his own personal empire. Joe, how are you doing today? Good, Jason. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So, how's the weather in Charleston today? First hot day, actually. I feel like spring broke and now we're in summer and dreading the rest of the next few months, actually. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in Austin. We got a little rain. We actually, this year has been, it's, you know, we're just starting to get hot. Last year we had triple digits in March. So, a little different here. So, yeah. what should we talk about today? What do you want some coaching on? Oh man, I've got a couple things going on. Um, I'll give you like a quick context of one in particular that I'm having a hard time navigating. So, um, okay. one of the businesses that I own, I actually am a 50 50 joint venture partner in. Mm -hmm. It is, uh, my, my other partner is a large health system. So, this large $4 billion company owns half of the company. I own the other half. Mm -hmm. And, we are actually in negotiations to merge our business with a, with another technology company. They want to acquire us. Mm -hmm. The right thing for the business, uh, be great for my team, good for the company, uh, could potentially be really good for me and for the health system. Um, but the health system is just big and bureaucratic. And despite being 50, 50, I feel like the tail of the dog sometimes. Um, and they're kind of not, letting the process take take its course i've had just generally a lot of uh challenges with them as a partner mm -hmm. since the beginning of our relationship um so this is just the next thing to navigate but this one i really want to push through so it's the okay. right there i guess okay so so that's your situation what do you actually want coaching on Um, you know, it's a balance between burning bridges, keeping the team motivated while I'm keeping this other conversation happening and then making decisions as a leader, not knowing the ultimate outcome of what this potentially really impactful yeah. transition will look like. So I'm the CEO of the company. Everyone <laughs> sort of leans on me for those things. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's that uncertainty and, um, how can I kind of force the issue that 
we did make a decision one way or another on the merger. But in the meantime, I'm making decisions that help the company regardless. You know? Okay. Thank you for explaining the situation further. Um, like, how can I help? What do you want to change or what do you want to be different? Uh, I guess I don't know how to, how to get other people to react for me or to act on our behalf. So give me an example of, of a person you would like to act on your behalf. Um, let's see, like the CFO mm -hmm. of the $4 billion company that is on the board of my company to actually like do what I need her to do <laughs> or the legal counsel who is dragging her feet because she's not giving the, getting the right direction from her folks. Am I not being helpful? <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm listening and coaching is a process. Sometimes, sometimes it takes time to figure out what the issue is. Yeah. Because yeah. right now I hear like you're a partner, you have a partner in one of your business. Now is this, how much of the time of, of your time does this business normally take up? This is the business I spend the most amount of time in. Um, it's, it's probably 50% of my time. Okay. So 50%. So this business, you have a large partner and there's a negotiation going on and there are resources within this, that, that, that CEO and CFO, are those in your partner company or are those in the acquisition company? In the partner company. Okay. And you want them to move faster? Is that what you're trying to do? Yes. Yeah. Do you have the ability to make that person move faster? Uh, only to some degree. Okay. So can you do anything differently to make that person move faster? Yeah. I mean, I think I need to. Um, so those are, that's what I need help with is like, what are some of the options of getting them to move faster without disenfranchising them? Do you know why that person is moving slower than they should be or than you want them to? I think there's probably two main reasons. One, they're they're part of a large bureaucratic, uh, big system and organization that has mm -hmm. committees and councils and things that they need to go through. Yeah. Um, and this is probably for all of that a small, relatively unimportant component in the terms of that system. Um, so they, if they have to go through some internal approval process, we're probably 28th on the priority list. Okay. Have you asked this, is, is, are you asking, does this person need to do a specific thing or like a series of things? Um, you know, that's another good thing is I'm not hundred percent sure. I thought, I thought the next thing was just one thing, but now I'm, the more I learn, it sounds like a series of things. Okay. So. Do you have direct communication with that person? Uh, direct, yes. Consistent, no. Do you say consistent? Yes. Yeah. As so, in, like, be, do they respond to you? They do generally respond to me, but I don't generally get time from them. Okay. So it would be like via text. Yeah, let's talk. And then we don't talk. Or <laughs> our, our monthly meetings get canceled two out of every three months.
how much time do, do, does, do you need for that person? Is it like over a week period or is it like you need to crank something out in a day? Yeah, I think it's probably more like a crank something out in a day. Okay. So have you been as clear and specific of your needs as possible? I think so, but I could have a blind spot there. Well, have you said, I need these things done today? Can you help? Can you get them done? Yes. And then what happens? Um, I would get a response like, let's talk this week. <laughs> okay. Then, then what do you, how do you respond to that? Uh, I try to shake another tree, a different tree. Can you go to that person's um, assistant and say, when can I get on their calendar? Yeah, I probably should do that. Yeah. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Uh, everything stays the same. <laughs> okay. So this CFO at a $4 billion company is probably used to people being direct. Yeah. Probably not that emotional as a financial person. <laughs> so being direct and clear with your needs came, you know, you can try what you could try. Yeah. Is there anybody else who has influence over that person that could make them move? Yeah, that's that's the avenues I've been going through when I get kind of deflected. Um, you know, I guess I just wonder if I'm I'm trying not to put all my eggs in this one basket of this acquisition and and merger with this other company. Um, so I'd like to know which way we're collectively going to move because it's hard to make the operational decisions. Like, I don't care if it takes a long time, but there's so many other things happening in the interim. Um, like I'm signing, signing partnership agreements with other companies that would be competitors of the company that's buying me. That seems a little odd. If I have a high level of confidence that the merger is going to go through, if the merger doesn't go through, it'd be the right thing for the company so, for my company. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but even, even but even if the CFO is saying yes, doesn't mean the merger is going to go through. True. No, absolutely, absolutely true. Yeah, it's it's going to take another couple of months to get it done from where we are. So, how are you feeling in, about this process right here in this situation? I'm feeling excited about the opportunity that the acquisition provides the company. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling discouraged about the nature of our work, the working relationship I have with my current partner and like anxious to get out of that. <laughs> so, so is, is the person, can you sell your half without their approval? No, I cannot. Okay. Actually. Yeah. Not without their approval. Will they buy out the other half? Um, buy you out, get you out of there. I'd rather buy them out, but okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I think, I think they probably wouldn't, but it's not off the table. If, if you know, if they kind of killed this uh opportunity for us, I might say this isn't working for me. <laughs> you guys take my half and carry on. What does your gut say about this deal, this, this merger? 
Um, yeah, my gut says it's, it's the right thing to do. Does your gut say they're gonna? It's gonna go through. They're gonna make it happen, or they're gonna screw it up. My gut says they're going to, but the more time that goes by, the I think like time kills a lot of deals. So, um, that's the one thing that I'm aware of. I think they're trying to play a game, a, t- a timing game. Like let's let's hold off and see if we can get more for it. Um, and who do you think that play is coming from? If I had to guess, it's coming from the CFO. Okay. Where's the CFO located? In Charleston. Have you sat, when's the last time you sat in person with that person? Um, probably about a month ago. Okay. Maybe that's another thing to do. When you're, the CFO said, let's meet this week. You have the text message, right? Yep. You know, the CFO's assistant secretary. Yep. Yay. Get them on your calendar in person. Seems I'm like you're waiting. Seems like you're waiting. That's wait. another thing. I'm like scared to hang out with her. With, that, with him? It's a, it's a female. female. She's a bully. <laughs> She's a bully? Yeah. Then put your, put your armor on. Do you let yourself get bullied by women CFOs a lot? No. How come in this situation, what's it about this? Yeah, that's a, a good question. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of her MO. So, Wait, unfortunately, what? I mean, she, is, she, go ahead. Her MO is what? Bullying people, <laughs> not just me. Yeah, she, li- she likes me and I've been able to work with her, but uh, nobody is able to be direct and stand up with, with her against her. That's how she kind of operates well you don't have to stand up to her to influence her yeah and that has actually been my uh, my approach with her which is why i think we she trusts me but um i don't know how to get her to is she dominant he, she has a dominating personality yeah does she talk fast or talk slow she talks slow i would say never thought about that is she like outcome oriented or is she like rule oriented? I would say she is more rule oriented. Uh, I think she's emotional. So my take on her has been that she, she reacts very quickly to something. And when she gets the idea that sort of becomes gospel and she doesn't come off of that, uh, even if she's just sort of thinking out loud in the moment, I think when she says that she believes that that's what she said and that's what she sticks with, whether there's kind of a lot of data behind that or not. Um, which, and, and people are afraid to like say, well, that's not right, or I disagree. So it just becomes, they just have to go make it so. Um, Is she direct or indirect? Direct. Like, like blunt direct? I would say blunt direct, yeah. Okay, like Donald Trump blunt direct? Yeah, a little bit. There's also some passive aggressive stuff in there, but it's like both. <laughs> Sounds like, so the, the blood, the reason why I said Donald Trump is because like in disc profile, he's like one of the most, the high, his super high D. I don't know if you know disc profile, but you yeah. got dominance, connection, stability, and rules. Right. And then if you get like, if everybody, if you, if you took a 10,000 disc assessments and you had all the 99 D's, like Donald Trump would be on the top of that. Right? On the top of him, yeah. I think she would probably be a high deal. That's why, and and you know, and everybody thinks his bluntness and his rudeness is 
a Donald Trump trait, but it's actually not. It's a high D trait. Yeah. It's Hydri. It's, it's, a, it's like they're wired for control. Yes. Right. So if that, so if, if they're a freight train, you're not going to get control. You right. can steer the freight train though. Right. So it's, it's like your language needs to be, and then, and oftentimes if you're communicating with someone that's a really high D, if you're not blunt and direct, they'll think you're weak. Yeah. And then they'll try to just steamroll you even more. Yeah. So it's almost like you, 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 you could, a, a lower D can influence the higher D by helping them say, Hey, I need this out of you because it's going to get you more control of the situation. Yeah. Hey, let's sync on this deal. I've got a way for you to get more leverage in this. Yeah. So you're basically saying, I need these details to happen. But if you do these details, then you'll have more control. That's a high D. Makes sense. But if there's high process and high rules, then that's could be regulatory values, but it could be a high C as well. Um, but the directness is usually a high D trait and usually executives and companies that size are D they're really direct, you know? So it's almost like you may need to go in there just knowing that this person is going to, you know, and basically take your emotions out of the equation mm -hmm. and like mission first, I need to go get it in there or you need to match that. When she's blunt and direct, you're like, okay. And she tries to bully you. Okay. And you could even practice this with someone else. No, yeah. Practice with somebody else. Practice it with somebody else. Like, Hey, ask for the meeting and have that person be really blunt and direct back at you. I don't have time for this. And then you could say, you don't have time to close a deal. That's going to make you a lot of money. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No, I think thinking about that personality and how to approach it is probably pretty good. Because you can't control this person. So you can change how you approach the situation or you can change how you feel about the situation. But you can only control you. Like, you know, do you need to show up at her desk every single day for a week? Do you need to try to win her over? Does she like flowers, coffee, donuts, like... You could all, she's a woman. You could try charm, right? <laughs> it got me this far, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. Like <laughs> use your tool belt, right? If you're influential and you have charm, like win her over. Yeah. I like the, uh, can only control how you feel about it or what you do about it. The uh, dominant women are tough. They are strong. Dominant women are tough. I have a weakness with them too. They shut me down. Like it, I don't know why I just literally stopped talking. Like my wife was like that. A couple of the bosses I worked for in my careers, I literally just like, can't speak. Yeah. I actually had this astrology reading and somebody was, he's like, yeah, strong, direct women shut you down. I'm like, I know it's like they're fucking kryptonite. I don't yeah. know why. It's crazy. I mean, I've got a couple of strong females that work for me too. And like, we can go toe to toe and it's awesome actually. Yeah. Uh, but we're on the same page and we're kind of go like we see the same big thing. Mm -hmm. um, even if we disagree on some of the details or tactics or whatever. So I love that trait, but uh, yeah, this one's tough and she's been tough for years. So. Okay. So what if, 
you know, you can influence this opportunity as much as you can. And if this is an exciting opportunity, I'm sure the thought of it going away is frustrating or defeating or some something like that. So what if we decided that we are going to turn this into a good opportunity? Because if we think this is our one shot, we're, we're going to have a hard, we're, we're not going to be as positioned to be firm in what we believe because we're going to think like we can't lose this. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. So if we, if you, if we decide, you know, something, this business is going to be a win-win, whether it's this merger or another one, because, because if you decide that at a global level, then at the micro level, you can be a little less more fluid and a little less attached and married to the specific outcome. Yeah, it's actually really good. I might have forgotten that because going into this conversation with this acquirer, this potential new partner of ours, part of the reason was um, the business needs needs something. We we either need um, a capital injection from ourselves, or we need to raise some money, or we need a strategic partner um, to kind of get to the next level. It's you know, our, our operating cash flow can only do so much and the demand in the market's great. The opportunity is great. So I actually have said, if we don't do this one, we're going to have to do something. And while I think this one is a really good one, uh, provides all of the types of opportunities that we want, there's alignment in a lot of different ways. It's not the only suitor to your point. Um, so, yeah. And you're getting a lot of resistance in this path. And I'm getting resistance in this path, whether it's because of this potential suitor or something else, I'm not sure. Um, Yeah. So if you're able to start that other path, the backup path, either with action or a plan or a thought process or simply a decision, that's going to loosen you up a little bit on this opportunity. Mm -hmm. Because... You've been trying to push this person for a while, you know, but this person doesn't control your success. This person is a part, a piece of the puzzle, and it probably doesn't feel good to have this person stalling things. You're just like, ah, so maybe you decide that I'm not going to be in a situation again where a person like that can stall my, can, can, can stall my success. So I'm going to work hard. So it's never going to happen again. And regardless of what this person does, I'm going to make it successful anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's probably another good learning lesson here is I knew there was going to be some challenges going into the relationship. There's no question. Um, Just because it's large behemoth organization and then just me. (laughs) Yeah. um, That's pretty heavy, heavy weight on the other side of the seesaw there. Um, But it has been difficult to not be able to move with the nimbleness that they wanted me to just because of their own internal structures. So, yeah. Yes. Who you do business with is a lesson that entrepreneurs will learn. Hopefully not too many times. (laughs) Yeah. I don't regret it yet, but. (laughs) So put yourself in a frame or in a point of view where you'll win no matter what. Yeah. And if this deal falls apart, 
it means there's something else was supposed to take its place. It's even better. Now, while that opportunity may be, maybe your best opportunity right now, maybe that person's always going to be that way. And maybe this business is just going to be this as of what it is. And that maybe means you move yourself into a way where you don't give it 50% of your time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually that's a great plan B or C is just grow to the point where I can replace myself in it so that it's going to stay generally the way it is. Let somebody else deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I would give it definitely one more challenge at, at influencing that person. Um, like, what do you have to lose? No, I will. I will. Does this help? Yeah, this was great. Really good stuff. Thank you. Okay. okay. You clear on what to do next? Uh, very clear. Yeah, I've got some great notes. Awesome. All right, Joe. Great to connect today. Yeah, Jason. Appreciate it very much. Good seeing you. Thanks for watching the Do the Impossible podcast. I'm Jason Drees. If you'd like to get your own experience of coaching, go to freeintrosession.com and my team will give you a complimentary introductory coaching session and help you uncover your own impossible target. Until our next episode, as we continue this dive into human greatness, I'm Jason Drees with the Do the Impossible podcast. Take care. Bye-bye. Don't forget to go to mondaymindsetreset.com to sign up for my free Monday Mindset Alignment call that happens every Monday at 10 o'clock central. I'll see you there.